Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Oh, it's a beautiful life. Beautiful light. Oh, come where come where all the dew drops of mercy shine bright shine all around This time around, can y'all sing it with us? Say, walk in the light. In the light. It's a beautiful light. against me. <laughs> 
they will not overtake them because he is the light of the world. Our scripture this morning is coming from Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Y'all had to excuse me. All that's within me, bless his holy name. For the Lord is good. <laughs> his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 100 from the New International Version says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and not we, excuse me, it is he who has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. <laughs> Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Father, we come before your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Singing hallelujah and glory to your name. We come, O oh Heavenly Father, first of all, blessing you and thanking you for who Jesus is and for how you loved us so much that you sent your one-of-a-kind, unique son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. To you be the glory. Father, we come asking you to touch us as we worship you this day. Bless the candidates for baptism. Bless the pastor as he brings forth the word that you have given, up for the, for, given him for us. Father, we love you and we know that you loved us. We give you praise and glory and honor. Bless your holy name. Amen. Missionary Baptist Church. May God's blessing be upon all who are present and those who are joining us virtually as well. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6:4 states, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. I am Teresa Mack, and these are our candidates for baptism. Demetrius Jones. Amen. 
DeMont Cameron. Right. Katrina Berg. Church, help us sing it, y'all. Take me to the Jesus, isn't he good and his mercy endures forever? 
I don't know about you, but I just saw about four or five people just say, declare this morning that I want to live for the Lord. And that is something to be glad about. Aren't you glad about it this morning, Zion? Oh, you still look, you still sounding a little sleepy. I say, oh God, I thank you. Oh God, I praise your name. I'm so happy that you're adding to the body of Christ. I'm so happy to be a leader for you. I know you're still cold, but I guarantee you if you move just a little bit, that Holy Ghost fire is going to get all shut up in your bones and you'll be able to loosen up. Let everything that have breath. Oh, no. Y'all might. You know what? Live in worship. Let everything that have breath. That's what it should sound like. Come on, let everything that have breath stand up on your feet. I dare you just to get the movement just a little bit. Loop that around. Come on, let everything that have breath Hallelujah. open up your Hallelujah. mouth and clap your hands and do your dance and uh, just sway back and forth. Uh, oh, you look like somebody who saved this morning. When you come to his presence, lifting up the name of Jesus, and you hear the music playing, and you see the people praising, just forget about your worries, let your troubles fall behind you. Don't you wait another minute, just get up and on your feet and get the hey, singing, come on, y'all know that song. Get shouting, make it louder, make it glorious, make it glorious. Make it glorious. Hey, hey, praising, lifting, raising, get shouting, make it louder, make his praise glorious. Come on, I need about two or three people that know how to dance for Jesus. Hey, come on, live in worship, let's sing it. When you come into his presence, lifting up the name of and Jesus, you hear the music and you playing. hear the music playing, and you see the people praying, just forget about your worries, let your troubles fall behind you, don't you wait another hey. minute, just get up there hey. on your hey. feet, get hey. to dancing, singing, jumping, leaping, get shouting, make it loud and make it glorious. Jesus and all I was created to 
God with us, the living God truth. with us, the living truth. And what a friend. What a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. You are the living word. Awesome ruler. Awesome ruler. Gentle redeemer. Gentle redeemer. God with us, yeah. God with us. The living truth. And what a friend. What a friend we have. What a friend we have in Jesus. Awesome ruler. Awesome ruler, gentle redeemer, gentle redeemer, God with us, living God with us, thank you now, and what a friend we have in you, you are the living word, Jesus, 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 that's what we call, that's what we call you, born in a manger, Lord, but on a tree you died, you died to save humanity. You are the, that's you why I lift my hands, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, that's what I call that's you. That's what we call Late you. Late in the midnight hour, oh, thank you, That's what I love to call That's you. That's what we call you. Born in a manger. Manger born, put on but a tree. But on a tree, you died, you died to save, save humanity. A rest like me. Say Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's what we call That's you. That's what we call you.
Savior we serve, the living word, hallelujah, thank you Lord, you may be seated, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, what a wonderful Savior he is, we're grateful to him, before we go any further, our children's ministry staff is waiting on you, ages 4 to 11. Uh, if there are any children aged 4 to 11, you can head on over to this door here. Uh, Miss Dina, wave your hand, Miss Dina. Miss Dina is waiting for you there. Children's Church is about ready to start. Oh. Let's thank God for our children. They've been waiting to be dismissed. <laughs> Good. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship in the sanctuary today. Welcome all of the worshipers here in the sanctuary, especially those who don't consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary family. Those who are visiting with us, we are glad that you're here. We're glad you've chosen to worship with us in person, and we'd love to see who you are. If you're able and you don't mind, would you stand so we can see who you are, visitors? God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, let's make them feel welcome, would you? We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming lives. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Revealing the glory of God, transforming lives. And here's how we're doing it. Welcome. Um, 
is Mama Draw here? Oh, there she is. Yes, ma'am. I didn't recognize you without a hat. She has been, uh, this is Minister Tara's mom. She's been visiting from Kentucky for a while. She's headed back to Kentucky on Thursday. It's been good to have you again. Good. Yes, ma'am. Uh, there is one other special visitor I want to introduce you to uh, who has probably traveled the farthest to get here all the way from uh, Concepcion, Chile. I want you to introduce, I want to introduce to you the, the newest member of the Winston clan for a little while, uh, Augustine. Wave your hand, Augustine. Good to have you, sir. Let me make just a few uh, observations and, uh, and we'll continue on in worship. Don't forget on um, next, is this the fourth Sunday already? Wow. Um, next Sunday at 3 o'clock p.m., we are going to worship with the Unity Baptist Church of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, God has blessed them to uh, pay off their mortgage, and, uh, and we're going to celebrate with them. I'll be preaching. The choir will be ministering in song. Uh, there is a bus that's going. Uh, the seats are $25. If you want to go, uh, you, you can sign up in the lobby just after church. Uh, you'll also be able to sign up and pay in the church office anytime this week. That's next Sunday at 3 o'clock p.m. Certainly we hope to see you there. If you go to leave today and find that you can't because you can't find your keys, uh, you left them in the restroom. Uh, Minister Wortham, wave your hand, Minister Wortham. The usher there in the back, she has them uh, when you're looking for them. Don't forget that we are, uh, we are in our 40 days of consecration, our 40 days of fasting and prayer. Uh, praise God. As a matter of fact, today is day 15, and uh, we're, we're fasting through May 19th. We're not eating while the sun is up. And uh, we're not fasting for the sake of fasting. We're not fasting to strengthen our, our uh, discipline, although it will. That's not the purpose of it. We're not fasting to lose weight, although you might, but that's not the purpose of it. We are seeking the face of God. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, right? I will hear you from heaven. I'll forgive your sins and I'll heal your land. We're going to take him up on it. All right? Good. Um, if you have fallen off, jump back on. Right? If you jumped off, jump back on. It's not too late. It's not too late. All right? Good. Um, Brother Maurice, is he out here yet or he's still helping with baptism? He's in the back. Okay. Um, Maurice Page, um, he is uh, son of son of Miss B. Page and Minister William Page. They are going on a class trip to D.C. Um, in a couple of weeks here, and I want you to see who he is. Uh, so, Brother Sandifer, Brother Sandifer, when he comes out, would you make me know it? I want them to see who he is, just in case they want to slip something in his hand for his uh, for his D.C. trip. Don't forget those uh, who are new members who have not completed. Oh, <laughs> Mama said you can see her too. She has an envelope. <laughs> she has an envelope there. 
we certainly want to be a blessing to Maurice as he gets ready to go. Um, don't forget, if you have joined church recently and you haven't completed new member orientation, there is a class today at 1230 um, in the conference room. We're planning something special for, uh, for Mother's Day, and we, uh, we want to... Oh, there he is. Uh, this is... Mar wave your hand, Maurice. He's headed to D.C. here in just a couple weeks. I wanted them to see who you are in case they want to slip something in your hand or in your mama's envelope, okay? All right, good. Thank you. And thank you for helping with baptism today. All right. Uh, we, we are only going to... The males are going to serve the women on Mother's Day. And, um, and to that end, we would love to have some more men who are available and willing to usher. Um, some men who are available and willing to usher. If you're willing to do that, whom should they see? I don't see Brother Larry Jackson. Okay, you can see uh, Deacon Sandifer or you can see Ms. Wortham. All right, and, uh, and we'll get you plugged in. Thank you so much. Would you um, add uh, Peggy Anderson to your prayer list? Her son, Michael Anderson, passed uh, this week. Also, um, add Ms. Roma, Minister Roma Stevens to your prayer list. She is in Miami Valley Hospital. And uh, keep on praying for Deacon John Taylor, would you? Um, he is also in Miami Valley Hospital, <clears throat> getting stronger every day, but still needs your prayers. Um, also, pray for uh, Brother Rodney Birdsong uh, and for his family. He was taken to hospice this week. Uh, if you would, continue to pray for him and for Miss Julie. Certainly, we would appreciate it. The choir is going to come after the announcement uh, video that is going to run. And then we'll get into our study today in Luke chapter 4. Good morning, Mount Calvary. My name is Bethany Harbison, and here are your morning announcements. Sunday school is back in session every Sunday from 9.15 a.m. to 10.15 a.m. There are classes for all ages. With the restart of Sunday school, we are in need of people to work with our children and youth. We need teachers, teacher's assistants, activity persons, anyone who has a love for children and youth. We also need someone to work with our young adults. Interested persons should contact Dr. Joanne Elder at 937-277-5855. That's 937-277-5855 or Elder Damone Scott at 937-307-5262. That's 937-307-5262. The Visitation Ministry is preparing for a community outreach drive in May. They are collecting donations that will benefit the residents at Hearth and Home at Vandalia and Friendship Village and are seeking donations for blankets, socks, coloring books, coloring pencils, and word search books. Please see the usher for a flyer with the list of requested items. Look for collection bins at the front entrance and at the back entrance of the church next week. 
Mount Calvary will celebrate Mother Bobby Woods' 90th birthday with a birthday ball on Friday, September 15th at 6 p.m. The celebration will be held at St. Clair Conference Center, and the ticket cost is $40 for adults, $25 for teens, and $20 for children. If you would like to purchase tickets, see Miss Marilyn Rutledge in the lobby after service. Ticket layaway is also available. This is an event you don't want to miss. This concludes our morning announcements. Again, my name is Bethany Harbison. You all have a blessed one. Praise the Lord again, Mount Calvary. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. Hallelujah. You know, I, I dare you to look at your neighbor and just ask them, who has the final say? It takes a lot of the guesswork out when you know that Jehovah has, our Lord and Savior has, the final say. So who shall I be? What do I need to be afraid of? What do I need to worry about? What do I need to have anxiety about when Jehovah has the final say? Come on and stand to your feet. This is an easy song. Come on, kids, clap your hands. It's all right because I missed my interest, but we're going to do it one more time. I just gave you a little bit more time to get to it. Here we go. Say, who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. Say, who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. When the doctor says that it may fail, Jehovah has the final say. When the money says that you don't have it today, Jehovah has the final say. say. I have no reason. I have no reason to fear. There we go. I have no reason to fear. The Lord is my life. Anybody believe it this morning? The Lord is my life. That's the whole song. Say, I have no reason to fear. 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 The Lord is my life. The Lord is my life. The Lord is my life. Come on, you got it now. Tell me who has the final say. Jehovah has the final say. Tell me. No reason to be afraid. The Lord is my 
declaring this morning, look at your neighbor and tell him, say, I have no right. I have no reason to fear. When all around me is sinking sand, he'll raise up a standard. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to fear. Oh, and I'm glad about it. 
tomorrow my plans are not his plans I want him to have his way so I can give up all that anxiety and all that frustration and just give it right to Jesus because at his feet there is victory at his feet there is peace and Lord I thank you I don't have to worry about tomorrow I don't have to worry about the next plan having a pop quiz that's all because I thought we said a couple weeks ago that we didn't have to be cheer led to give it to him 
Lord, if that's your testimony, maybe you can just declare it over yourself. Look, because he lives, uh -huh. I, I can, can face tomorrow. Come on. Because he lives, all sin is gone. Say it. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives, declare it. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. Hallelujah. says from the King James Version, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty 
them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. You may be seated. Luke's gospel opens with the miraculous birth of John the Baptist, born to Elizabeth and Zacharias. And he was born to herald the coming of the Messiah, his cousin, Jesus. And Luke 3 begins by telling us that in the 15th year of Tiberius' reign as the Roman emperor, when Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea, and Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee, and his brother Philip was ruler over Itorea and Trachonitis, Lysanias was ruler over Abilene, and Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. During that time, the word of God came to John the Baptist, and he was in the wilderness, and he went preaching everywhere that people should repent, that they should turn that they should turn to God and be baptized and have their sins forgiven. He was, like Isaiah said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. He said, every valley will be filled, every mountain and hill will be brought low, the crooked will be made straight, the rough ways will be made smooth. Isn't that something? John the Baptist, getting people ready to receive Jesus the Messiah, he comes talking about making what's wrong right. The low places will be brought high, the high places will be brought low, the crooked places will be made straight, the rough places will be made smooth. When Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah, he prophesied about someone who was coming to level the playing field. Somebody who was coming to right wrongs. Somebody who was coming to bring justice, to fight injustice, to shake up the way things were. And we've reduced Jesus to a shout. When John said, you generation of vipers, prove by the way you live that you have repented. Don't just say to each other, we're safe because we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, John said. I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. So they start asking him, well, John, what shall we do? John said, let me tell you. You got two coats? Give one to somebody who doesn't have one. You have some extra meat? Feed somebody else. Tax collectors, he says, quit cheating. Stop collecting more than you should. <laughs> Police officers, I mean soldiers, do violence to no man. Quit falsely accusing people. He said, you want to know what to do? Be content with what you have. And of course, there were some people who tried to paint John as the Messiah. They, they said, oh, you're the one. 
He said, no, no, no. I'm just baptizing you with water. But there is somebody coming after me who is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He's going to separate the wheat from the chaff. He's going to separate the good from the bad, the useful from the useless. He is going to separate the legitimate from the lie, the, the real from the counterfeit. I'm not even worthy to undo his sandals. John was shaking things up out in the wilderness, so much so that Herod uh, had him put in prison, but not before he baptized Jesus. Jesus shows up one day at one of John's baptisms. He shows up to be baptized by John, and John doesn't even want to do it. Uh, but Jesus said, allow it to be so. Suffer it to be so. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 that when Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens opened up, and the Spirit of God descended out of heaven like a dove and rested on Jesus. And a voice cried out of heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased then that same Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness so that he could be tempted by the devil for 40 days. Y'all know the story. We're not resting there today. I'm, I'm trying, let me uh, hurry on through the story. I'm just giving you a little background. Jesus, after he has withstood the temptation of the devil, after he has, after he has uh, withstood the temptation from the enemy, after he has combated the half-truths of the enemy with the whole truth of Scripture, he came out of the wilderness, the Bible says, in the power of the Spirit. He came out of his encounter with the devil, his rendezvous with the enemy. He came out with power he comes out to Galilee becomes known as an excellent teacher in the synagogues makes his way to Nazareth where he was raised and as his custom was as he had been raised to do he went to the synagogue let me just say right there parenthetically I want you to notice that Jesus doesn't get so spiritual that he believes he no longer needs to assemble together with others I'm going to keep looking at my paper. Isn't it something how we get so high, we get so spiritually mature that we don't need anybody else but the master, the ruler of all things did as he was taught and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. When he got there, he stood up to read. Now I can look up. And wouldn't you know it, they handed him the book of Isaiah. And he turns to the part that we know as Isaiah 61. And he stands up to read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is scandalous. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I want to offer to the saints gathered in this sanctuary and to those who are joining us online, welcome y'all, uh, that our mission ought to be the same one as our Savior. I want to strongly suggest that if we have some other anointing, other than the one that Jesus had, it is bogus. 
Jesus, using the words of the prophet Isaiah, announces and outlines his ministry, and that's what we're going to look at for just a few minutes. I want to preach from this simple subject, anointed. Would you say that with me? Anointed. By way of reminder, our church's theme for this year is unto the least of these. It's all about serving others. We live in an age of Christianity where, especially among us charismatics, it seems that everyone wants to claim anointing, but few people want to serve. We live in an era in which we have equated being anointed with being served. And we pastors need to take responsibility for that. The Holy Scriptures stand to confront our self-centered, self-serving tendencies by showing us what the Master himself, the Lord Jesus, was anointed to do. I want to offer that all of us, all of us, are anointed to serve humanity. That's what, let's look at what Jesus shows us. There are three things I want to point out that he shows us. First of all, he shows us his powerful connection. His powerful connection. He starts out, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Stop right there. Jesus starts with a declaration of his connection to his power source, the Holy Spirit. After all, when the angel, y'all remember when the angel was telling Jesus' mother about how she was going to conceive being a virgin, the angel said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the holy thing which you're carrying won't be called the son of Joseph. He'll be called the son of God. Then when Mary goes to see Elizabeth, her cousin, when they were both pregnant, all Mary does is says, hello. And the baby leapt in Elizabeth's womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost just in the presence of Jesus in the womb. And then remember when John was baptizing Jesus, we, we, I just told you, the Spirit of God descended and the heavens opened. And now this same Spirit has just driven Jesus into the wilderness and he returned in the power of the Spirit. All I'm trying to get us to understand is that the Holy Spirit, that blessed person, third person of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost, he is the one who provides the power for serving. He is the one to whom we must be connected. I want to tell you if Jesus operated in the power of the Holy Ghost, what makes us think that we can operate without him? Y'all know what Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If we're going to serve, if we're going to do ministry like Jesus, we must be connected to the same power source, the Holy Ghost. He gives us power to live the witness. God have mercy on us for thinking that the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to give us goosebumps and make us shout.
flashy preachers without fine clothes and flashy cars and big houses. They are not impressed with our sermons full of big words and lofty promises. We need to show them power. There's somebody who needs to know that there is power available to bring their son in off the street. But I want to tell you, the, the genuine, real anointing of the Holy Ghost is only from the Spirit of God. And you can't work for it, pray for it, fast for it, give for You ain't do nothing for this. This anointing is of grace. <sighs> the, the Lord has anointed me. That's... There's a confidence in that. He understood he was on assignment. He had been commissioned. He understood that his place was secure because of who put him there. His position was fixed because he had been anointed for the task. Anointed. It literally means to smear with the hand, uh, to, to touch with the hand, to consecrate, to set apart for a purpose. Listen, when you know that you've been anointed, touched, smeared, consecrated, and set apart for a purpose by the Spirit of God, He knows why he's come. I haven't come to overthrow the Roman government. I haven't been anointed to seek office or to grab governmental power. I didn't come to get rich on the backs of poor people. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to stop right there. Do you see that little two-letter word, that connecting preposition that's used to express aim or purpose or intent, Jesus says, the Spirit has anointed me too. I am convinced, I've said it before, there are too many of us
good news to people who can't pay for it. Preach the gospel to the poor, those, those who don't have anything. What is good news to somebody who has nothing? Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor so that by his poverty you might become rich. Now don't misunderstand me. We somehow got that misconstrued. The gospel is not about getting stuff. Because you, can, you cannot have a dime in your pocket and still be rich. We used to sing it when I was a boy. We don't sing it anymore. Um, Craig, over the last several weeks, I've given you, I've given you some hymns. That, okay, all right. <laughs> Just in case you didn't catch the hint. We used to sing when I was a boy. We don't sing anymore. I don't possess houses and land, fine clothes or jewelry, sorrows and cares of this whole world my lot seems to be. But I have a Christ who paid the price way back on Calvary. And Christ is all, all in all this world to me. Anointed to preach the gospel. Anointed to heal the brokenhearted. To heal those whose hearts have been broken by life. To heal those whose dreams and hopes have been shattered by their current reality. He has sent me to heal those whose visions have been crushed by their circumstances. Those who are grieving over what might and say anything and I won't, so just shout it at me. You can see again. To set at liberty. I do have conversations with myself about how things are going to go, right? To set at liberty them that are bruised. The word set in the text literally means to order somebody to go to an appointed place to order somebody to depart. And the text says to set at liberty. Let me see if I can help us. Um, some people don't recognize that they are not where they are supposed to be. And you, God's anointed. Mm -mm, you can't touch me, I'm anointed. To what? We have a job to do. We got a duty to, to discharge, a commission to carry out, a function to fulfill, to serve. until it killed him and I got to tell you that we have to serve until we just can't serve anymore I want to wear out
I'm not going to rust. that you've been touched oh there's something uh, about the touch of Jesus he touched the man with leprosy and he was healed he touched Peter's mother-in-law and her fever left her he touched those who were sick and they were healed he touched the 12 year old girl and she got up he touched the deaf man and he could hear he touched the blind man's eyes and he could see he touched the woman who had been bent over for 18 years and immediately she was made whole i know you're tired i know you're hungry and i've kept you too long but can i just tell you one more story shackled uh, by a heavy burden beneath a load of guilt and shame but then the hand of Jesus he touched me and now I am no longer the same he touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul I can't explain it but something happened and now I know he touched me he anointed me he smeared me he consecrated me and made me and made me and made me whole Shout, I'm anointed. Shout, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I didn't work for it. I'm anointed by his grace. I'm anointed. I didn't work upon it. I couldn't give it to myself. I'm anointed. He touched me. And that which the Lord touches is already blessed. That Justice church or we're a spirit church how in the world 
did we come to separate the two? The gospel is the gospel. And it has forever eternal implications. It has spiritual ramifications. Even if I come up in this life, if I have not prepared for the life to come, I'm in more trouble than I would have been if I had stayed oppressed in this life. The gospel hasn't changed. We just have to understand the mandate in Luke 4, 18, 19. We just got to understand that our mission is the same as Jesus. It's both and. We're called to help people live better here on earth and live forever with God. That is our mission. For the next several weeks from now to Pentecost, we're going to be talking about serving, serving. That's what we'll be focused on um, because that's what we need to be doing. Let me tell you this, God loves everybody without it. Would you raise your hand? You can be sure today. Somebody from the intake team will meet you at this side door right here. If you're not sure that you're saved, if you're not sure you're saved, would you just make your way to that door? They will tell you what the Bible says. You can know before you leave this place today. You can know that you're saved. That's the first call. For those who are online, if you're not sure you're saved, if you know that you need the Lord in your heart, would you put it in the chat? Would you put it directly saved? Or if you know the Lord is calling you here to this place, day of April 2023, at Mount.
did not our hearts burn within as we found out more and more about what we are to be about being anointed hallelujah it's time for us to participate more in the worship of the Lord with our giving we have text to give 855-908-070. We give, first of all, our tithe, which is our 10% to the Lord. Secondly, we give to benevolence. That's called us to do and to live the way you've called us to live. Let us stand for the benediction. take this exit, go out and pick up your children. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot I didn't have any little ones anymore. I keep forgetting it. <laughs> God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Thank you.